Today's passage is in Psalm 37, verses 1 through 11. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a while the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Joshua, and thank you all for being with us this morning. Welcome also to all of those joining you online today. It is great to have you with us. And uh, we are continuing our series, summer series, that we've called Questions. We've been looking at all kinds of questions uh, this summer in as much as we can try to address those from the Scripture. And today, I'd like to try to attempt to address the question, how can I live with less anxiety? As you know from listening to news media over the last year or two, anxiety has been uh, dramatically on the rise in our culture, our nation, in our world, particularly among the young, particularly amongst our students. Maybe you're here today and you've uh, struggled with anxiety. It's a, Frankly, it's something I've struggled with throughout my life, certain periods of time in particular. But the Bible addresses anxiety for us quite clearly, in fact. Uh, Jesus said, do not be anxious about your life. And the Apostle Paul said, be anxious for nothing. The word peace is found in the English Standard Version that we're using on Sundays here uh, 356 times in the Bible. God is called the God of peace. When Jesus appeared to his disciples and they were a bit frightened after his resurrection, the first thing he said was, peace to you, peace be with you. Before Jesus left his followers, he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. When he died on the cross, the Bible says the chastisement for our peace, that is the punishment needful to obtain peace for us, was upon him and with his stripes we were healed. And so it seems quite clear in the Bible that God wants us to enjoy his peace And yet, often we struggle to do that. And I'd like to look at what the Scripture says about how we can live with less anxiety and more of the peace of God in our lives. I'd like to look at primarily two passages today. One in the Old Testament, and Joshua just read from there, Psalm 37. One in the New Testament, in Philippians chapter 4. The Old Testament passage of Psalm 37 was written by King David. And if you read through Psalm uh, 37, it's really one of my, my favorite psalms. It's a teaching psalm. There's a contrast between 
the, the, the righteous on one hand and the wicked on the other. And we see right at the beginning of the psalm that we shouldn't compare ourselves with other people. Don't compare yourselves with those who are without God. Self-comparison, comparing ourselves rather with others, is a tremendous source of anxiety. Three times in the first 11 verses of Psalm 37, King David writes, fret not. Now, the Hebrew word for uh, fret or, or, or negatively fret not has the, conveys the idea of getting heated up, really getting heated up about something. Don't become so anxious, heated up, emotional about what the evildoers are doing. Don't be envious of them, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. The Apostle Paul would later write about how unwise it is to live by comparing ourselves with other people when he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding. If you have put your faith in Jesus Christ, you can grasp the reality that you are accepted by God, accepted in the beloved, chosen by God, and we don't help ourselves by living our lives on the basis of comparison with other people. It can lead to pride, it can lead to a sense of inferiority, it can lead to envy, and it can certainly lead to anxiety. This is the reason that many have noted, many studies have indicated that social media can be so harmful to one's mental health, and that it has proven to be particularly harmful to uh, our students, our youth, our young adults. We see what other people are doing, and we compare ourselves. We wonder why our lives aren't as blessed, why we don't have as many friends, why do I have problems that they don't have, why is it my marriage as good as that person's appears to be on social media, and we compare ourselves with others. But if you are in Christ, your identity is as one who has been chosen by God. You are accepted in the beloved. He gave his life to redeem you to himself, and it is unwise to live our lives on the basis of comparison with other people. Further, how can I live with less anxiety? David in Psalm 37 directs us to find our, our greatest joy in the Lord. And in verse 4 of the psalm, he says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Three times he'll say in the first 11 verses, Fret not. Don't get heated up about the wicked and what they're doing. You focus on God. You delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You ever thought about what it means to actually delight yourself in God? Does that concept seem kind of strange? delighting in God. In the church I grew up in, we were taught something when we were young children called the Shorter Catechism. And that was a series of question and answer teachings designed for children to teach kids theological or biblical principles out of something called the Westminster Confession of Faith. I've always remembered the first one because it struck me as so un unusual. The first question was, what is the chief end of man? chief purpose of human beings? And the answer is, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Enjoy God. You ever think about enjoying God? Would you say that's part of your relationship with God? You're learning to enjoy Him? 
Well, David says, and we see this throughout the, the Psalms, this, this idea of enjoying the presence of God. He writes in Psalm 16, in your presence is fullness of joy. And the Apostle Paul in a New Testament passages that has some parallels to Psalm 37, especially when it comes to dealing with anxiety, says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I will say rejoice. He doesn't say just, just be joyful, but he says rejoice in the Lord. Find your greatest joy, your greatest delight in God himself. Enjoy God. Enjoy your, your fellowship with God. I really have come to believe that the greatest, deepest, and most ab abiding joy we can have is the joy that God gives to those who know Him. And when we find our joy, our greatest joy in God, I think we can live with less anxiety, less worry about what is going on in the world around us. So David says, don't fret because of what's going on with the evildoers. Delight, delight in God. And then he teaches us a third thing that's very, very practical when it comes to dealing with anxiety. Uh, the Apostle Paul teaches us similarly. David uses the word commit. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will act. Commit. The Hebrew word that is translated into English, commit, conveys the idea of rolling, rolling something away. Can you picture a person with a very, very heavy burden on his or her back? Tremendous backpack, weighed down with this thing. It's, it's conveying the idea of rolling that burden off onto the omnipotent shoulders of Yahweh, the Lord God, the Almighty. Roll your way on the Lord. Roll your way on Him. This is an act of trust that we take our burdens and we, by faith, roll them off of our shoulders, off of our soul, under the omnipotent shoulders of the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. It's a mark of faith, of trust, to be able to commit the things that burden us to God. To relinquish control of a burden and acknowledge that, that God can control the things we can't control in life. Now, how do we roll things onto God? Well, we do that by prayer. And the Apostle Paul writes it this way in this passage that has some parallels with Psalm 37. He writes, after saying, rejoice in the Lord, again I will say rejoice, he immediately following that writes, do not be anxious about anything. That's pretty clear, isn't it? But in everything, not just the big things of life, everything, everything, and notice all the, the emphasis here on prayer. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Roll your way unto God by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, letting your requests be made known to God. And in exchange, he says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful, beautiful prescription for dealing with anxiety. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 5, 
speaks in a, in a similar way about this matter of rolling our anxieties onto God when he writes, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time he may exalt you. And notice his words, casting all your anxieties on it, throwing them off your shoulders onto the omnipotent shoulders of the Lord. Why? Because he cares for you. You're never troubling God by taking your anxieties and in prayer and by faith rolling them off of your shoulders onto his. In fact, it is an act of humility. It is an act of trust. It is an acknowledgement that you know he really cares for you. And Peter is saying he cares for you. He doesn't want you bowed down, burdened over with the anxieties that you carry. He wants you to cast them upon him, to roll them upon him in prayer. Another psalm in which King David speaks in a similar way um, about dealing with heavy burdens is Psalm 55. And like Psalm uh, 37, he speaks significantly about difficulties. In fact, in Psalm 55, David writes, my heart is in anguish within me. Fear and trembling come upon me. Horror overwhelms me. But he gives a solution in Psalm 55 and verse 22. Cast your burden on the Lord. Cast it on Yahweh, on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Now, I mentioned I've had my own struggles with anxiety over the years. A couple times in my life, it was exceedingly difficult. And um, of all the things I have found that have helped me, nothing has helped more than going to God's Word and trying to fill my mind with His Word. Uh, the psalmist writes in Psalm 119, great peace, great shalom have those who love your law and nothing causes them to stumble. On some occasions though when there's an issue that's, that's, that's big and challenging, I found it helpful to write out a prayer doing what these verses say to do. Taking the issue, committing it to God in prayer and finding some relevant scriptures and just writing out a prayer and folding that prayer up, maybe putting it in my Bible and referring to it often to remind myself, you committed that to God. You shouldn't be taking it back on yourself, on your own shoulders like that. I'll, I'll give you an example of a written prayer like that in, in just a few minutes. But the third thing we see for dealing with anxieties is this, commit anything causing anxiety to the Lord in prayer. And then focus your thoughts upon God's truth and wait for him to work. David says, be still before the Lord, wait patiently for him. And the Apostle Paul, in one of the greatest prescriptions, again, in the Bible I know of for dealing with anxiety, after saying, be, be anxious for nothing and everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He says, Finally, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. It's as if he's saying after you've committed the anxieties to God, now think this way. 
Think about the things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and commendable. Much of our anxiety in life comes from what we think about. Much of what we think about comes from what we expose our minds to in various forms of media, what we let our minds uh, dwell upon, what we watch, what we see, what we hear. <clears throat> and Paul says, after committing your anxieties to the Lord, think this way. Watch your thought life. Watch your thought life. And see if you can identify anything that is causing you <clears throat> particular anxiety. Is it a certain media source that you go to regularly, but you find yourself after reading it or watching it, you, you, you're just more angry? <laughs> you're more anxious? So much of news now is, is, seems to me to be polarizing, kind of pitting us <clears throat> against others. And, and, and so bias, I sometimes found myself in, going to certain news sources and going, gosh, that's so, so biased. It just, it doesn't help me in my soul to go to that particular source. Think upon God's word. And I'll say it again, for personally, the greatest single help I have found in dealing with anxiety is to memorize and meditate upon scripture, God's word. If you, if you want a little help with that, we've got some booklets today at our Resource Center on Biblical Meditation that are free. You can pick one up when we leave if that's of help to you. But finally, after focusing our thoughts, our, our minds upon God's truth, embrace your heritage of peace as you walk with the God of peace. David in the psalm says it this way, the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. But Paul, the apostle, in writing to the Philippians, uh, ends this little segment of his teaching after telling us to commit everything to God in prayer, being anxious for nothing. Thinking this way, he says, now what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that a wonderful title for the Lord God we serve? He's the God of peace. He's the God of peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And again, the word peace is 356 times in the ESV translation of the scriptures. But to know the God of peace, we have to first have peace with God. Peace with God. This very important verse uh, in Romans says it about as simply as it can be said. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Before we know the God of peace, before we experience the peace of God, we've got to have peace with God. And the way we have peace with God is by placing our faith in the one who on the cross bore our sins, our judgment in his body there on the cross, and also in the words of the prophet Isaiah, bore the punishment needful to obtain peace for us. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. Jesus removed 
the barrier that kept us from fellowship with God by taking away our sin debt, therefore being justified by faith, that is, faith in Jesus and what He did on the cross, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And having received Jesus, uh, the fruit of the Holy Spirit known as peace begins to grow in our lives as we walk in life with the God of peace. And so, I would say to you this morning, God has provided peace for you if you've put your faith in Jesus. It's part of your heritage as a believer. And if you struggle with anxiety, and we all do to some degree, God has made provision to help us grow through that toward a greater experience of His peace. God's made provision for that in His Word. So I'd ask these three questions by way of personal application. The first one is this. Am I finding my greatest joy in the Lord Himself? I think that's really where we start. Having put our faith in Jesus Christ, having come into a relationship of peace with God, having been justified through faith in Jesus, am I really seeking to delight in the Lord, to rejoice in the Lord always, to find my delight, my joy in Him? Secondly, can I identify anything that's causing me significant anxiety? Sometimes it's worth just taking a little time to identify what the source is of the worry, the anxiety, the fretfulness that we feel. Is it some fear that's making me feel like I've got to be in control of everything? Well, I need to rest in the fact that I can't control everything in life, but I'm to delight myself in the one who can the one who has authority over all things, the one who upholds the universe by the word of his power. And then thirdly, what steps will I take today to commit that issue that's causing me significant anxiety to the Lord and to focus my thoughts upon his truth? Now, I mentioned before that one of the practices that I've found helpful is, is to write a prayer, a scripture formed prayer. And so here's a little example of one of those that um, I just pulled a few scriptures together for, especially for students who are starting um, a new school year. Uh, any of you remember your first year at uh, high school or middle school or going to a new school or going off to college? There's a little bit of anxiety there, isn't there? And so this um, prayer is formed with number of scriptures. Maybe if you're a parent and you, you want to use something like this with your student or maybe your student and you'd like to write your own prayer, but it's a really good exercise to find the, the uh, applicable scriptures and to put them in, in your own prayer. Father, I come to you in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ and I commit to you this new school year. That's what Psalm 37 says, right? Commit your way to the Lord. I pray this would be a year of academic and spiritual growth for me, and please help me to enjoy learning and to work with all my heart as if working for you. That's what Colossians 3 and verse 23 says. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as if working for the Lord, as if you're actually working for the Lord himself, growing in school as if working for God. Please guide me in my friendships this year. 
Help me to have friends who are wise in your eyes. That's what Proverbs 13 and verse 20 tells us to do, to walk with the wise if we want to be wise. Help me to avoid people who would be bad influences on me. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33 says, evil associations corrupt good manners. Please help me to be a good influence on others and help them to come to know you and to grow in faith. Thank you for your care for me. Oh, I left out scripture. Okay, yeah. Um, Lord, left out a whole paragraph. You know I've been anxious about this school year, Lord. I cast my anxiety upon you. I trust you now for your promised peace. That's what we saw in Philippians 4. And Lord Jesus, I rest in the assurance you gave your disciples when you said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Thank you for your care for me. And then at the bottom, these are the scripture passages um, that, that provide the basis for this prayer. So whatever your, your burden is, I encourage you to go to God's word and find the relevant scriptures, promises, and write, write a prayer. I think you'll find it a help in, in dealing with some issue that's just been weighing upon your soul. It's a wonderful way of rolling our burdens onto God, casting our cares upon Him in prayer, giving those things which cause anxiety to Him. I'd like to pray now and just remind you that at the end of our services, we have deacons and elders near our back tables where we're always available to pray with you and for you about anything that's burdening you or weighing upon you. Would you join me now as we pray? Father, we come again in the name of our Lord Jesus. Lord, thank you that you are the God of peace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you provided for our peace, peace with God, peace with others, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is peace. Thank you for this. And Lord, I want to pray today, first for any here who don't truly know you, that you would work in anyone who needs a personal relationship with you to bring that one to faith in Jesus as the way and the truth and the life. Further, Lord, I pray for any here who are dealing with some significant anxiety who are carrying upon their souls a great burden. Lord, I pray that you would give faith, trust, strength to take that burden and to cast it onto your omnipotent shoulders today and to know that you care for them. Father, may your peace be upon your people. Grace and peace be upon them, I ask in Jesus' holy name. Amen.